Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp, you'll laugh, and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Oh, hi. And Matt Bradshaw. Oh. Welcome. <laughs> What's round on the end and high in the middle? Pardon? Ohio. Hmm. That's good. Oh, it's not mine. It's a song. I like it. I think it might be one of those uh, marine charts. What? What's round on the end and high in the middle? Ohio! Oh, it's one of those. See, all I could hear was blah, 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 Like if you were in the water and trying chanting. That's what it would be. Because you said marine charts. I didn't even know what you meant. Marine charts? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, actually, my brain went straight there. Really? Yeah. No, I, no oh, not I'm those so sort sorry. of marines. I don't mean dolphins. I mean, I don't know, but I've been told fitted sheets are hard to fold. One of those. Dooners on the other. What is that? Dooners on the other hand. You could fold them with one hand. Oh, something like yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> um, huh? Did you ever consider going into military service? <laughs> no. 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 I did. What? Yeah. Why? Oh, it was just one of those um, directionless, purposelessness type scenarios when I was probably about 33. 19. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, but I didn't want to cut my hair. Good. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna... You no, were I, very serious about defending your country. No, I had a very... Um, I was very troubled and, <laughs> and I wanted some direction and yeah. I didn't get into the music course I wanted to get into and then I did. Turns out would have been much better for my life if I'd just gone to the bloody military. Why? Because oh, that year that I went to Melbourne Uni was a disaster. Why? Well, I failed everything. Did you? Yeah, because I did this, this thing where, because I could play my instrument, they let me in. But I didn't know anything about music. Like, my, I've totally... So I auditioned, that, and they called me in for a meeting and say, look, Clearly, you can play the guitar, but your entrance exam, so you have to do a music theory exam. It's mm. like, you clearly don't know anything about music. Mm. And they were quite flummoxed. They didn't really understand how I could play as well as I could play, but not know any of the stuff. Mm. Um, and they said, look, you're, you're going to need a tutor. You're going to be, you're going to start from way behind everyone else in their knowledge of music. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be a real struggle. But if you want to give it a go, we'll give you a go. And it was a disaster. <laughs> so then at the end of the year, I was invited not to come back. I never knew this story. Yeah. Invited not to come back. Disinvited. We would like to invite you not to try to come back, please. Wow. So what did you do then at 20? Uh, I went to Box Hill to study contemporary music. That was when it happened. Well, fuck yeah. me. There Which is go. what I wanted to do anyway. And this is where the... Uh, people saying because at the time there wasn't uh, a contemporary music degree it was an advanced diploma at Box Hill and so 
go to university and go get a degree. Go to a good university mm. and get a degree. So I went to Melbourne Uni, which was a good university, mm. trying to get a degree, mm. and it just wasn't right for me. No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, so no, I learned... I learned it when I was 19 years old years old not to take anyone's advice ever again I just do what I wanted to do in the first place but I forgot that really really quickly and kept making the same mistake over and over again <laughs> wow <laughs> you, you're laughing that off but I'm laughing it off but it's true <laughs> well it's it, but it's also true that we we un, unless we're uh, completely arrogant and self-absorbed we do absolutely weigh other people's advice. Well, the advice of people who we think would know better, educated in their field, or like, why Why wouldn't we? The Yeah, that's true. I think there's a tricky one when you're that age is that you are given advice without asking for it by a lot of people who are older than you. Sure, absolutely. You know what you should do? You should do this. Oh, uh, that doesn't just happen from older to younger people. No, no, it doesn't. But you know, there was a, um, it was definitely the. Uh, you know, most musicians don't make it, so you have to have a fallback plan. Blah 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 blah. All that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I guess think that that. <clears throat> and by the way, this is real... early nineties. Sorry, this is the early nineties when. Yeah. Uh, but that's a very practical standpoint that. Um, uh, certainly an older generation I'm not sure if I'm characterising this correctly but anyway I'm going to say that an older generation um, has about anyone who's pursuing anything in the arts you need a fallback position uh, yeah and there's the element of I believe the idea of because they're not in the arts then their idea of what it is to make it is to be yeah, yeah. Queen or Bon Jovi or, or, you know, Rod Stewart. And it's like, well, actually, you can, you, if you get a, you know, if you get good at what you do, you can earn a living and you don't, fame and fortune is not necessarily the goal of, well, it's certainly not my, never been my goal. Um, um, anyway. my, my parents never asked me what it was that I was trying to pursue. And I, I may not have known. So that's the other part of it. Like, I think I had an ephemeral idea that I wanted to be famous, in inverted commas, but um, well, that's, a, that's almost a whole other topic of conversation. Let me, let me encompass it by saying that um, if, uh, if I had had more self-belief that perhaps I would have more actively pursued an original music career, hmm. like a, a career that that far that, that perhaps far more involved me putting my uh, creative self on the line. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Writing and putting it out there for people yeah. to listen to. I mean, the, having the other side of that is uh, when I when I used to write more. It was absolutely just a creative outlet, and it was just to get it out there. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I, I, I don't think I necessarily had a, 
I'm thinking this through as I say it. Okay, let me just come to a... It's every sentence I've ever uttered. Let me come to an epiphany. <laughs> um, the reason... It's a good song, that. <laughs> the reason... Hmm? Breakfast at Epiphanies. Good. Yeah. The reason that I uh, wrote a lot when I was younger was just because I enjoyed the process and particularly not just writing the song, not just not just organising some chords in a certain order and writing some melodies to go over the top, but the production side of it as well. Putting the whole thing together and hearing it as a finished piece. Um, the thing that precluded me from playing that to other people wasn't fear of what their reaction would be, and obviously then what that means is it wasn't fear that they would reject it or offer me an opinion of it that didn't gel with my own. It was that I didn't actually require anyone else to hear it. I kind of did it for myself. Now that's not really the hallmark of someone that's trying to become famous in inverted commas, is it? Like, I mean, you don't just write stuff and then play it to yourself. Um, and I've had a lot of people over the journey ask me to hear my stuff, partners and all that sort of thing, but seldom have I actually ever bothered playing it to them. And that is, again, it's not because I'm fearful of what their uh, reaction would be to it, which again implies negativity, but because I just... I'm going to go back slightly on what I said, where I said I didn't do it, I didn't write for other people, I only wrote for myself. But actually the reason I don't play my stuff to anyone is because I don't feel like what I've done is worthy of anyone else wasting any time on. There you go, I've just thought that through. That's what we've got to. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I've really tangented off your fucking career path story, but... Oh, I didn't was... mean to. I didn't mean to hijack it. I was genuinely <coughs> interested in what you were telling me about. Oh no, um, I don't feel like you. <clears throat> I don't feel like you did that. Okay. Um, interesting that you say. On one hand, that you, I don't. You know, I realize. Well, we we often say this. It seems to me that. Um, not playing your music because you're you don't think it's necessarily worth anyone's time sounds to me like it's different lanes of the same freeway as being concerned as to what people's reaction would be yeah uh, that's yeah, that, that's almost certainly true yeah it's not they're not the same thing but they're uh, they certainly hold each other they yep hold each other up yeah uh uh, I think I think that you are. Uh, interestingly, I think you are not alone. You are in a, a a vast ocean of creators who feel the same way. Uh, I think most people who make stuff do what do what you do with that. Uh, I said to you yesterday um, that I caught up with my old flatmate Amanda who's very creative and... Who you lived with when I met you. Who I lived with when you met me, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and she and I caught up for the first time in years yesterday. And had a really lovely couple of hours together just, just sort of catching up on 
years. Um, but I, I remember her being very creative and and um, uh, crafty and crafty. <laughs> she's a lady. <laughs> uh, and recently, I've noticed on Facebook she's uh, been sort of putting some stuff out there as far as logos for her new business. What do you think of this? Is this heading in the right direction? All that sort of stuff. But the thing I learned from talking to her yesterday is that she's incredibly fearful of putting her designs out there. Now, she was working on stuff when she and I lived together 15 years ago and has put very little stuff out there in the world. And it's, that's, she said, that's self-confidence and fear of rejection. But it's just, isn't that interesting? We're having the same conversation that I'm sort of saying that about me and and you've said, yeah, that's probably a lot of people. And I'm now, I'm reminded of the conversation I had with her yesterday. It's, um, I think there's a tendency, and you you would speak to the heart of this, um, by virtue of the fact that you've, well, that you're very organised, and so you, you you don't. I don't think you feel this the same way, but that um, there is a tendency that I certainly have recognised in my working life, and that Amanda is going through at the moment of. When you are launching something of your own in any capacity, so even with the cover band, like, uh, or our cover band, putting that together, but wanting to have everything in place before you kind of hit the button. So you, the website's there and the material's there and there's the promo thing and everything. And then you, you get to hit this big green button that says go and everything's in place. But Actually, the key is just just fucking do something. Yeah, well, I just I, get started. I absolutely not. No, don't have anything organised. No, I just I mean, press go. Mm, yeah, I have some. I, I have like you know, and you have a plan. Yeah, which which yeah. is the same thing as I, I have absolutely everything in place, and now all I actually need to do is just bang and just sit back and wait for it all to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the, the the thing is like once you. Once you get yourself a bit of a plan, which it takes a really long time to get, and then you push go, you've done 3% of the work. That's right. And That's the reality exactly is right. there's 97% of work to go, which is also a really funny thing about, you know, oh, look, I I spent 18 months writing new songs for a, a new album, of which three of them existed previously, so out of the, you know, the big bunch that I had and we whittled it down to, you know, I think about 11 and then we, there was one that was like, that's just not going to fit on this record. It's a pop song. It's like not, nothing we can do to it to shoehorn it in there. And then, so we did that and then you go for a couple of days and do some demoing and then you let that sit for a while and life and then you book in a studio for three weeks and then you go and do it and get it mastered and that's like a five month process by the time that's done and then you get people to do the artwork and that's another month and then you get them printed and you go oh and now the work starts yeah and uh, which is the great thing about social media in the sense of you can catalogue it and show people your journey and then the one of the biggest reactions I got from making this album this year was that Fuck, it takes a long time doesn't it it takes a lot of work it's like, yeah, because people can't, people find it really hard to hear three and a half minutes and 
and think that that can take of course like that's a 18 month process to get that yeah. to their ears particularly when you can just play it on the guitar once yeah yeah because then because they don't hear necessarily hear all of the other things that are in a recording and you know why should they um so it is very much now we do live in a world where um fuck you may as well you may as well just keep going bang 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 making stuff and it doesn't have to be perfect or beautiful because most of the people don't really hear that 90% of extra time, effort and energy it goes into making well it's yeah. the 80-20 rule you know the idea of like you put in 80% more work but only 20% of the people will be able to hear that sure so 80% of the people will stop at being able to hear the guitar and the voice yeah and uh, I mean uh, an aside to that uh is the fact is the advent of of really cheap, in relative terms, recording equipment now, where you, where anyone can do something of decent quality. Yeah. Um, but the people who perhaps used to bang away in other people's studios, who now have access to that stuff, are the ones that sit there and painstakingly go over stuff and over stuff and over stuff until they have what they consider to be the perfect product, which really is kind of mostly. It's a lot of redundant, a lot of redundant time spent because yeah. of that thing you were talking about. Well, I, I do think the other aspect, um, and this brings up on my way here, I was uh, uh, listening to something um, when you know before we could record music on our home computers, um, and you'd hear about your favorite band taking three years to make an album, it'd be like, wow, you know, you were just assumed back then that it takes three years to make an album. Mm. And it did, because if you wanted to put like a reverse-gated reverb on one snare thing, it took a day. Yeah. In a street, like it took them like to do, you know, to take the tape off, wind it the other way, reverse the tape, find the right reverb, then record it onto another track and then put the tape back around again and go, is that right? No, we better do it again. And that was just for one song, for yeah. one track. And then you would... Yeah, you know, now, for, for one four-second bit. Yeah, and now you just go, done. <laughs> and and I think there's... Um, the other thing, too, is, like, you know, the difference between, you know, record putting your phone on record and then playing something. Um, if someone doesn't like that, then it doesn't matter how much production you put on it. No. And I think, too, the age of celebrity, which is, you know, definitely at a peak as well, is well, it doesn't matter what Taylor Swift puts out because Taylor Swift puts something out. And there are technical elements to it which are remarkable. Mm. It doesn't mean it's a good song, but it doesn't matter because it's not about the song. It's not about Rihanna's song. It's not, a, it's a, it's not about Beyonce's song. No, it's not about the song. And Exactly. And they also don't spend all the time making that stuff. They're off, you know... Uh, testing the new perfume that they're about to put out which this is the thing they actually this song is the ad for yeah you know so um, yeah it's, it's very I different I mean they haven't put any work into the perfume either by the way no but they know <laughs> but they know that that's where they're going to make more money well it's the only thing off yeah. Taylor Swift's last album that didn't stink <laughs> I bet it did <laughs> I bet it did um but, uh, so, so that was the conversation. Well, that was part of the conversation I had with Amanda as well. Was that, yeah, you, you, and I, I said to her, I don't kind of give people advice, um, and she and I also 
have both over the years been well acquainted with a particular friend of ours who used to do a lot of that. What you need to do is, <laughs> with the finger pointing, yeah, okay. like under the guise of genuinely being interested and, and, and engaged and trying to help, but you know, teach them how to fish. Um, oh God, someone just shot me. Um, uh, yeah, but if I was going to offer you any advice, Amanda, it would be to uh, try and steer clear of that idea that you need to have all these ducks in a row in order to get started. What you actually just need to do is just get started. Just do something. Yep. Just move forward. Oh. Which oh. if I was going to give anyone ev advice ever about anything is what I'd say. But luckily I would Well, the, the, just to use the language that you use, you know, just get started to move forward. The reality is that is the you're moving forward anyway like every, like that's the uh, that's how the days work is that you know they start and then they end and did you do anything in that time mm. for the thing that you wanted you want to be doing and most people will say oh yeah I did uh, but they didn't they did like seven seconds of working on it and two hours of oh, maybe I could do this maybe I could do that maybe I could do this maybe I could do that and the fact that we now have the opportunity to do all these things. So if you if it was like the old days when if you needed a logo for something and you needed to hire someone who did that for a job, then you'd save up your money and then they would do it. But because you were paying them, it would get done. But now you die, I could spend that money on something else, so I'm going to do it myself. But then it takes seven months to get the logo done. You know, we, that's the problem that we face now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the last two things I've done, I've gotten someone else to produce it. Yep. Because it's like, oh, great, so it's done. Would you change anything? I'd be like, yep, I'd change everything. I'd re-record everything. I'd get, like... Yeah. But well, that's that's what I was talking about with just the, 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 the home studio thing. Yeah. Where you yeah. can. No, I would... That's the only reason... I can't, I can't remember, and I know I've definitely said this on the podcast before about other things, but... Um, we now do live in a world where the only time something is done is when you decide to stop. You know, and it doesn't really matter what that is either. It's like, it's, my house is clean. That's always been the case though. Yeah, but now we have this, that because of the technology the way it is and um, it used to be like if you were recording, like it's done because you ran out of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, you know, you, it's like, oh, we're done because we're, we're already over budget mm. or... Or in my case, it's done if you've managed to play it the whole way through without making a mistake. Sort of uh, artistry. Yeah, okay. The old, like, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, that is, it's, um, yeah, I, well, as far as, you know, putting yourself, putting stuff out there, it's interesting too. You, I mean, like, you put, I think there's always far more support for you wanting to do something than there is for people wanting to hear what you've done. Oh, wow. Oh, I, f I found with my two two things. Yeah, wow. Um, I feel like there is people going, fuck, that's great. Someone's got a project and they're ready to go and do it. Yeah, let, let's support it. Because you don't really know what it's going to be. Yeah. You, know, you haven't heard the songs yet. Um, 
and I think there's an element of going, great. Like, we, you know, we, we, we like to support people to, you know, to do the things that they, you know, they want to do. But then you put a song out and you, you know only 10 people have listened to it because you've got the stats. <laughs> so yeah. it's release day. No one's listened to it for four days. Yeah, okay. And you know that, right? Um, and yes, there is an element of, well, if they've already got the CD, maybe they've already heard it. Yeah, certainly. But there's also like, well, it wasn't, it's it's like, it's almost like the the joy is in the getting, not the using. Mm-hmm. I got a new thing. Have you used it yet? Well, I don't have time to use it. Yeah. But it's the idea of it. And, I th- and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think it's great when... Um, I mean, I know that when I've supported people on their projects, you know, it's two years later and I haven't got an album yet, but I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I do, because I want to see them finish the project. It's, the finish of the project is interesting. But then I get, you know, a CD from someone. And I'm like, Great, I've got it. Well done. Good on you. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see Simon Imry having done a new EP. Yeah. Really soon after the last project which is great and I think almost certainly uh, due to conversations you and he have had or that was that my that was my first thought when I saw him we have had a lot of <clears throat> talks but the one thing the this is goes back to uh, that idea of how long it takes to make something I'm pretty sure he had that last album that he released a year ago. I'm pretty sure he had that done for multiple years before he released it. Oh. So he he'd been really? working yeah, so he'd been working on it for so long that it got to the point where it was like I, I guess I better put this out. Oh, far out. And so the EP that he's done between now and then uh he has done that in the last year. Yeah, okay. Um but the other thing took took did take a really long time for him to get out. Shit, I, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. But but great, yeah, it is great, yeah. Mm. Uh, my CD should arrive this week. Of his that I purchased on release day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, I think it's, it's you just got to work out. Um, I got an offer this week and I presented it to the other guys so my when we were in high school our high school band there was a a band in the year before us and it's 25 years for them since high school so it's 26 for me Um, or something like that and so they're doing a 25 year reunion gig and they said do you want to try to get the guys from Black Rain together to, to play it with us and I said I would love to. I've got no idea if it'll it'll we'll be able to. I know that the drummer lives in Queensland. That might make it hard, but maybe we'll do it as a four piece. Oh, maybe you'd know. want to come down for it. I don't know if he's even played drums in twenty five years. Still might not stop him from wanting no. to come down for it. <laughs> True, uh, but uh, the the fucking tragedy of that band is that there isn't a single piece of non rehearsal room recording could not get into a room together to to Fuck. and back then of course it was costly or it was you know cassette tape four track stuff and yeah but we don't have and that's the reason why 
I I continue to try and do these things. It's not. I mean, yeah, I'm a professional musician, but I don't want to be famous. And I, you know, cause, you know, I'm not trying to get on a show mm. or anything like that. But making music's really, creating music's really important, and I do think creating music and putting it out and then letting the world do what it wants to do with it and if the world wants to ignore it no sweat like but it's more important to to go through the process to do that otherwise you end up with a memory of a band that was a great band with, a, with interesting pieces of music but it's a memory of it like yeah. there's no record of it um, and you know it, it's, it would be like you know painters you know, painting and then you're just putting all of their paintings in an attic and never hanging them on a wall. Mm. Um, and that's why so often you would go to an art gallery and people stand in front of something and go, oh, I could do that. But the point is they didn't do that. But the person that did the thing that everyone thinks they can do did do it and that's what makes that, import, that an important piece of art because they just put it out. For right. everyone to have their opinion on, or not uh, have an opinion on, or any of that stuff. Just in time. Well I mean, anyone could put five chords together and write the songs that I've written effectively, but no one has, because like that's the point. You know, I have. Mm. And in, <laughs> equally, anyone could do that and be as ignored as I am. And but not everyone has. So I just think it's really... You had pretty good success, though, didn't you, when you really sort of pushed your Spotify stuff previous previous to the release of the songs, well, the it, new songs. It depends what you think of success. Well, so like, yes, I paid... Talking for, about numbers. Yeah, but I... Well, yeah, but, I, you know, you pay for advertising and that kind of stuff, you know, can come back. Um, but it's, it's, it's what you think of... Yeah, if... The thing with that is that you pay for some ads and then something gets picked up and gets a couple of thousand spins. It's like, oh, well, that, that's great. Did it? Does it translate into CD sales? Does it translate into people mm. picking up the phone and going, can I book you for my gig? Like, well, no. Mm. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. And But that's, you know... I know people who want to be famous, right? And yeah. they... Um, and they have become famous, but not for making anything. I don't know people who um, want to make great stuff and have a career doing it, like the Eddie Perfects of the world, who want to make great stuff, have been tenacious doing it, and so happened to um, have the right combination of smarts while well, clearly high intelligence and great ability but all of the things that you need mm. to be able to go and do that stuff and there are other people who you know I've, I've written five shows and ten albums or whatever it is and no one's ever heard any of it yeah you know oh, it's not quite right yet it's like oh no one's it you know ever put it never given it to a caster singer how do you know yeah I'll get it I'll, it'll, you know one day so hey uh do you want to uh, do the new segment? You need to sing the theme song. <laughs> okay. 
It's Thumbs's gadgets. That's nice. That's good. Is that it? Yeah. Ah, okay. This is called a belt box, which looks like a cricket box. Right. Possibly made. Oh Jesus Christ! Of the same material. But do you know what you do with this? No. You use it for singing warm-ups. And you put it over your it's face. It's a belt box. Right? Good. And then you do the loud singing mm. stuff that you want to do. Um, so you want to try it? And it's how you warm up. It actually looks like a little red Marcel Marceau. Kind of. <laughs> That's weird. Where did my bits go? Uh, oh, my nose goes there. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's specifically designed for like backstage, it, so you can warm up your voice <laughs> and not annoy the fuck out of everybody else who you're sharing your dressing room with. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Have you used it? No. What do you mean, no? Well, but, you know, when do I need to warm up for anything? You I'm need not, to want. We've got to go and play a gig in a I'm minute. Not a proper singer. It works. It really does. Yeah, yeah that's what it's for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's fucking super weird. Dude. Yeah. You're such a fucking. I saw it and went, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Gotta be a way we could use this. In <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's gotta be, there must be something. There must be. I mean, it's yeah. It's not great for podcasting, but it's probably good for warm ups backstage. No, somewhere. no, no, really not. I think <laughs> I think we should be able to use this in the new show we're writing. We'd have to put a mic inside it and then wear it. It'd okay. Have, it'd have to Matt be. said we'd have to put a mic inside it and wear it. I think it'd be good too with like a, one of those leather spiky collars. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like that colour as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I mean, that way up, it looks like a little puppy. A little it red does. puppy face. It if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that phrase. A little red puppy oh, face. That way up, it Where? looks like a little red puppy face. Where did I? <laughs> oh, there was this, there's a new TV show that just made me laugh big time. There's a new TV show called, it's not called A Year From Now, but it's something like that. And it's the idea of people going on the show and they make a pledge that in a year from now, I'm going to have done this. So, you know, there was a lady who had cancer and so she wasn't sure whether she was going to make it, but she wanted to go on an overseas holiday with her kids and so... Okay. So what they do is they shoot the pledge and then obviously a year later they get them all back in for the next three minute segment of the show. So how'd you go? Um, so it was out and there were people who like, you know, had spent a fortune on IVF and hadn't had a, you know, hadn't been able to uh, have a successful pregnancy yet and then they come out, they've had a baby. But this one girl who was 16 and she quite rapidly developed Tourette's and it got to the point where she wasn't able to go to school anymore because she was so disruptive and the tick was re- really bad. And so she ended up getting uh, an assistance dog. Like, And apparently that's really good for people with Tourette's and she, whenever she can feel it coming on, she sort of pats the dog and it does something for it. And <laughs> she, they, uh, I can't remember who the name of the guy is. Not Larry Emder, the other guy in the morning show. Morning. Grant Denier. Nah, 
The other one. Koshi. Nah. It's Carl Stefanovic. Oh, has he got a new show? Yeah, it was, well, it's his, yes, his show. Uh, and he asked us, so what kind of things do you do you say, like, you know, with your Tourette's? And she said, oh, if I see people with, you know, with one of those dogs, like a, a pug or something, I, I say, your dog's got no face! <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> She's like, I feel like shouting it out to people who've got those dogs as well. Like, it was one of those things, wow, I'd really like to have Tourette's but voluntary Tourette's so I could so I like the Tourette's so I could say things that I was thinking and it'd be like ah oh, it's my Tourette's but really it was be like no I fucking mean that <laughs> okay do hey, you recommend this show? it was quite moving that's it? yeah it was one of those uh, one of those sit down on the couch with your partner and then go oh god this is pretty full on yeah. yeah okay so it turns out that you know all of the ones that I saw reached their goal or got really close to it. And so it was, yeah, it was quite inspirational. Great. Yeah. And oh. the people they got on the show, you know, they were just everyday people who, uh, you know, they're not necessarily great for TV, the way they behaved, you know, the way they spoke. But they were lovely people who had something genuine that they really wanted to... Okay to get to so it was really and nice. when you say not necessarily great for TV not not exploitatively no no I mean no, I mean you mean just normal people you know they might not be particularly articulate yeah. or they might say the even worse because they're nervous and they're on TV they yeah. say stuff that maybe you shouldn't say yeah uh, right but not piss takey no 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 great. it was really really nice oh, great. It was great and it was great to see something that's effectively a reality TV show that isn't uh, you know, a borrowed like you know, farmer wants a wife or something like that. Yeah, which right. Is, you know, just... and and Carl Stefanovic is really quite personable and good at his job. Yeah, I don't think. I th- do you know the only time I've ever seen him do anything is like with social media when someone shares a clip of, you know, yeah, yeah. something from a morning show. So yeah. I've never seen him like a, I don't know how long those shows go for in the morning, mm-hmm. but you know. Maybe they're a couple of hours long, and they've got this, this segment and that segment, and then they go off and do some cooking or something. And, yeah. Um, so I've never seen him other than in this show. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we should um, we should put a button on that segment as well. So it's Dodger's gadget. It's good. Oh shit! It's gonna go well. It's okay. It's only four hours, mate. We right? Yeah. What's the worst could happen? Hey, nice to have you back. Like Thanks. doing this. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to be in the yeah, same like, room. Yeah, in the same room. Yeah, uh, of course, we were going to do this last night, but we were both so broken. We couldn't. Fuck. That was a mess. And did you sleep last night? I slept. Oh, I'm so jealous. But I, I was doing this driving home. I Whoa. thought I was going to have to stop again. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been bad. I went to the osteo today, though, just to quickly finish off. Um. A little bit of cracking at the end. So so my <clears throat> osteo, Andrew Welsh, has gone overseas indefinitely. Um, and uh, so new girl, Alicia, said, so what can I do for you today? And I said, well, I'm one of those I'm one of those patients that comes in sort of every six months or so for a bit of a tune-up and then the osteo gives me exercises to do and then I don't do them and then <laughs> I, I come back in six months' time and he fixes me again. So, all right, well... Uh, I don't really know anything about you because Andrew um, takes terrible notes. So why don't we start from the start? 
and she's really good. So she asked me like a lot of lifestyle questions. It wasn't just where does this hurt, but it's like, you know, how are you sleeping and why have you had this headache for five weeks? And do you suffer from anxiety? Are you taking any medication? You know, okay, that's good. Um, I can probably recommend you to a naturopath to have a chat about. It's like, okay, really, really, not to be all fucking weird about it, but a really holistic approach to the whole thing. It's like, mm, I'm not just, I'm not just working on the fucking yeah, tight muscles in your neck. And let me tell you this thing, and this fucking blew my mind because I'm old and I've had a lot of massages in my life. Um, she fell down my back and said, wow, that's, yeah, I said, it's always between my shoulder blades, particularly the right side, guitar playing, whatever, it's always, and it's my favourite side, but, uh, but she said, all up through your neck, that's probably why you're getting headaches. Anyway, she was grabbing bits of, not atrophied muscle, would you know what, it, like, yeah. like ropey, yeah. Um, and all it felt like was she, it just felt like she was kind of pinching, you know that feeling yeah. just when someone like pinches when a, big, a big chunk of your skin. Yeah. Yeah, she was just grabbing it and holding it and saying, is that okay? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts, but yeah. And it felt like over the course of maybe a minute, minute and a half of her just grabbing and squeezing that she was slowly releasing the pressure. But she wasn't. It was just that fucking horrible knot in that muscle just releasing. Holy crap. I've never experienced this before. She went all through my back and all through my neck and all through my shoulders. Yeah. And uh, like all of a sudden I can turn my head. And so I nearly cancelled today because it was the first day, pretty well every day for the last four, maybe five weeks I've woken up with a headache. And it hasn't all been alcohol induced. It's been a different sort of headache. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good. So when I woke up without one today, I nearly cancelled because I thought, well, I'm fucking fixed. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm like. Anyway, eight hours sleep. Didn't stop me from, by the way, at half past four today, thinking, oh, fuck, I could just have a little nap. Oh, I got to 22 minutes before, because I was washing windows, and I was like, oh, I think I was in the shower, washing the inside, like, windexing the inside of the shower. Yeah. Oh, I really wanted to have a nap before I went to the gig tonight. So you did. And I went, oh, I've got 24 minutes. By the time I was in bed, 22. Alarm. That's enough. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but it was better than nothing for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey. That's my osteopath story. Great. So I, don't, I haven't been to one for a long time. Oh, I hadn't either, clearly. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, you cracked me last night, so I didn't. Anyway, she got a couple out of me. Good. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, let's go and do a gig. All right, mate. Hey, slider biscuits. Yeah, fuck yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs>